CrossPolitik begins in 3, 2, 1. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. It's um Friday, Friday afternoon here, and uh, we had or we're having Dan Fisher for governor of Oklahoma, Republican on the show. candidate. Yeah, look, Oklahoma. look, Oklahoma. That if inter- y'all don't want him, I just know. send him over here to I know, Idaho. Absolutely. Just send him over here. Yeah. This interview was just such a blessing to us. It was really good. Yeah, I think we'll enjoy it. And um, the website is Fisher, Fisher for Governor. Governor. Fisher for Governor. Dot dot com. com. And um, I'm looking at it right now, go, actually. Go yeah. check it out. Um, and if you live in Oklahoma, get the donate. word out. Get the donate. word out. Check it out. Donate. And if you don't live in Oklahoma, you can donate, actually. Yeah, you can still donate. Uh, yeah. You can still give um, to to the campaign. And um, yeah, and, check and, it out. And check out his church. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. Seriously, let him check it sound, out. Sound like great. Um, What's this pile of stuff we got here? Pile of stuff. That's um. I just walked in. That some of that is kind of on the down low. That we'll be bringing We're, up in other shows. We talk about <laughs> down low. Yeah. But hey, I, we check out our merch store this, because I just gave Toby a beanie. Are you allowed our, to say this? Yes, I'm allowed to say this one. That was real. That's real. Is that, it a beanie? That's a beanie cross with our cross politic logo on it. You gotta check it out. We might we might need to do a little selfie and uh, take a pic with our beanies on. That looks so good, David. Uh huh. Hold on. How did you? How did you take your thing? I had to take my headphones off, guys. This winter, you got to get your cross politic beanies. Okay. I've been wearing mine. I got mine on Wednesday. Did you? I got these on Wednesday. What took and you so long to get them to us? It's not like we live so far apart. Well, oh, I had to work on yeah. all the stitching and because because it's it's uh the stitches a little finer. Um, okay. Because of the lines, and sell the, it, the design, sell it, Gabe. The sell design, it. yeah, right. Yeah. So we had to design it a little more, uh, um, uh, with more detail in oh, the in the ooh. image. How do I look? So, good on you. Yeah, that looks great, man. That's great. You All should right. you should preach from that of the pulpit. Oh, <laughs> no, it ain't that good. Now. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> so keep your ears warm yeah. during the winter, guys. Got to get nice. your cross politic beanie hats. Oh man, it's, yeah, it feels it feels nice. It's I think it's good quality. It's thick. No, I like it. It's thick, comfy. I was actually get you get yourself. A cross politic beanie. Yes, get them yep. for the whole family. Yeah, these make great right. stocking stuffers. It's about that time. <laughs> and, and we got we got the I think red, black. Yeah, this will go good with what? a cup of coffee. So I, I can't talk about this from cross politic. No, no, that we can talk about, but we're gonna bring that up in another show. Uh, not in what? This one? Okay, yeah. all right. We can't talk about the grace of shame by Tim Bailey. Talk about it. Are you, are you a little bit ashamed? We could. We could. No. <laughs> Game, can, shame is grace. We can promote it now if you want. I was just thinking doing a full show on it with Pastor Tim. Well, yeah, we definitely got to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but everybody's got to go buy their books. Yeah. yeah, we had Tim Bailey on the show before, Pastor so, Tim Bailey. So, so go All buy right. the Grace of Shame. You're throwing me off my game. I wasn't going this way, but let's seven go. ways yeah. the church has failed to love homosexuals. Everybody's got to get their books so they're prepared. That's right for the show when we have them when on. we have them on. That's yeah. right. Right. He it's was a, referencing this book the last yeah, time we had him. On. It's on yeah. Amazon. It's yeah. available. The Grace of Shame. And if you guys heard Pastor Tim come on the show. 
um, what two months ago, July. I think it was July when he yeah. came on the show. He just upended, uh, I think, a lot of our oh he thoughts. He and, wrecked me. And, 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 and of course, yeah. get his book, Daddy Tried. If you haven't already got oh. that one, absolutely. Oh. Yep, that's really good. Yep. Yep. And um, and speaking of which, this is also this is where My Soul Among Lions. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. remember yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're they're um they're the um the worship. Jody Killingsworth is the worship pastor at Pastor Tim's church. Uh-huh. And um and that's the kind of the worship band that leads their 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 worship and they're yep. putting all the psalms to music. Yep. And they're in the middle of a Kickstarter project. That's we awesome. we uh we promoted that last week, but um hey, yeah. I forgot to link to it in the email. But oh, I'll, so, I'll do that. I'll so, do so that we'll do it again. Time. But hey, yeah. just y'all, if you haven't already given to it or if you're not familiar with My Soul Among Lions, check it out. Um, they're raising money to do the third decade of Psalms, Psalm 21 to Psalm 30. Mm. Um, go uh. Go support it. This Absolutely. Is, this is probably not a good promo um, comment um, for my soul among lions. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm sorry, Jody. Like, I'm you sorry, start Jody. Off like that, just so don't I'm, say it. I'm, I'm, I'm to get my master's at New St. Andrews College, oh. and I'm, I'm, my the class I'm taking right now or finishing up is epic lit, basically Indian uh, European epic literature okay. from uh, India, literally all the way up through you know Mahabharata through Beowulf and the Tain yeah. and so forth. Yeah. Um. And and this is not my lane. I'm. Uh, really epic epic <laughs> literature you know i'm more theologically politically culturally you know right. that's where i read and yep. everything and it's not my lane so i have to write the, i had to write this comparative analysis between mahabharata and beowulf and all this stuff and i haven't written in like six years like a paper like this i mean like you had references i was doing the little reference button thing on, my, on the word doc <laughs> Call those footnotes. We call it whatever the little reference button that you hit, and it just pops up at the bottom of the page. And and it was like, and so I had to stay up like multiple nights in a row trying to finish this paper. Right. It's two in the morning, and I've been listening to to my soul among the lions for like two hours, and I'm starting to get mad at my paper. Uh-oh. I'm like, this paper is crap. It is stupid. I, I don't know what I'm doing. You know. And, and then and then the then the psalms kept repeating in the background i started getting mad at my soul among the lions and just is it, it was all going bad and i had to repent of kind of getting but but then, but then you heard jody's voice and he said um <laughs> don't, your soul it, don't be troubled it, it, yeah don't be troubled and uh, be angry and do not sin yeah be yeah. angry and do not sin yep, yep. be angry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so anyways but i i when i get a cd i i listen to it again and again and if i can keep listening to it then it's gonna be good yeah. but I'll, I'll devour it i'll listen yeah. to it like straight we, for like two we've, weeks we've totally that's like, what i do we've we've yeah. uh so it's completely been, yeah we've killed yeah. our 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 jody cds i mean like in yeah. a one in a most wonderful way like we just yeah. we, we we keep them on all the time and yep. So I've devoured Jody. When I went to um, Indiana, Jody gave me a couple of CDs, and I've just um, yeah. basically for about three weeks listened to them, and, and they're they're t- right. standing the test of time, even um, through even an through angry episode at two in the morning writing <laughs> epic lit paper. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good stuff. <laughs> are we are you going to play? What are you going to do? Are we going to play a song? I'm going to play a song. Oh, we'll play later. later. Um. Uh. And hey, guys, I think we also made it. Um. Cross We've pol- arrived. Cross, cross politics arrived. How I was having made it? I was having lunch with my daughter today. Um, she got all A's, and so I took her to Arby's. There we go. And okay. I was sitting down, and Arby's gave gave her a little game, a little toy out of her, you know, fan, uh, pack her little like kids meal, kids meal, and and it was a little game, and it was like you know name name three things you like, name three things that make you feel good, name three jobs, mm. and my daughter named three jobs, and one of them was cross politic. <laughs> We've we made it. We have made it. We've made it. She said cross politic was a job. If we're <laughs> out of the mouth of babes oh man the well list, of, list of things you want to be when you grow up yep. Come on. cross, cross politic, politic. Yeah. <laughs> that was great all right oh. we, we've been talking i've been talking long enough let's get into some cross politic news I'm, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you guys okay Uh-oh. um 
uh, I had a friend email me um, this week um, about our local hospital, Gritman. Oh, and she's she's a nurse at Gritman, and um, is basically kind of asking for advice. Her and her husband are asking for advice. You know, saying how do I handle this? About just about every shift, I'm I'm involved in a transgender patient with a transgender patient. Mm. So for for people who don't know what's going on in in Moscow, Idaho, our local hospital is kind of becoming the regional hospital for doing transgender surgeries, and and it's above the belt and below the belt surgeries. They're kind of doing it at the table, right? They're, they're doing it at the table. They're doing it here, and and um, and so I'm going to throw this out there. I'm trying to figure out how to sort through this with them. How do we do that? So, what, someone, as what a nurse, as a Christian, part? as a yeah. Christian nurse, right. and you're involved in, um, you know, this hospital that is basically mangling their patients, right. and and also a little funny backstory here too is Gritman stopped doing VBACs about five years ago, and VBACs is when you yeah, uh, your wife C-section and then and then try to have a natural birth after that, after that. right and so Gritman stopped doing that and so they won't do v-backs but they'll cut your penis off in a transgender surgery right and it's it's just so backwards um uh, about how they're processing all this um so i i don't know you know help help me sort through help us sort through kind of uh, well, if you're a christian nurse how do you handle these situations so if you're in a depends on the role that you're playing um I, First of all, yeah, so if right. you're being asked to actually perform the surgery, mm-hmm. I would refuse. Yeah, right, Just right. Full out refuse. I and and I would. You, you prob- can maybe hope help and post in the healing process. But, but you probably have but- to go to your supervisor. You got to go to somebody to say, look, I um conscience issues here. I will not be involved in this. And in terms of the active participation in deforming somebody's body, mutilating somebody's body, right? I will not do harm. Right. So I'm not going to do that. Um, and, and, um, if, um, and, and they need to know that. And, and, and if, you know, if, if you're going to be required to be on shifts where you might have to participate in that, you they need to know that ahead of time. I'm not going to, not going to do that. And if that's a problem, then you might need to be looking for some work, another, yeah, yeah. another job. Um, if you're in a, if you're in a different situation where you're, you know, dealing with the after effects, the complications and right. so forth, the, the healing I, process or whatever I, that's yeah, called. I, I mean, I, I do think there's something different about that situation because I, I you know i think um if, even if you know even if somebody was you know i don't know drank too much and crashed his car and you find him on the side of the road you know you help him right take him to the hospital you help heal him and some he's you know he sinned in the in the yeah. in the process and so forth um but i think this is part of you know um uh, loving your enemies doing good to those who persecute you our heavenly father causes the sun to shine on the good and the evil alike the rain to fall yeah. on the good and evil alike but I do think you have to have a clear distinction in your mind between helping and assisting and actively supporting absolutely evil, yeah, and then helping with the mop up of evil. Uh-huh. We we are all involved in the in mop, the mop up, yeah. up of we, evil. We you know, it. I was going to yeah. say that there's the, we're all involved in the post surgery. Everybody, is. it doesn't matter what happens at you know at the surgery part. There's one level, like you're saying. Yeah. Afterwards, everybody's engaged in that process we're, as a Christian. We're so you're, all you're involved get away in from post it. sin. That's now, right. Now, hold on. Uh, let me just push back on that one point. I agree with you, but um, part of what's also going on here is is that um, uh, I can't go into too much detail right now because I'm still trying to figure out things. But apparently, there's a possibility of like a a house being set up to kind of host transgender patients to come here and uh, go into surgery and then have a place to go after for a month or two or whatever. But that's kind of being involved in the healing process, but that's almost enabling 
right. the situation. Right. So I would also... The, a third, so is often in water. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the, the third part I would say is I think that you should be actively involved in protesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. So, so, and I don't, I don't mean that like in the face of the patient, but, yeah. I, but I mean, you know, if the patient... Needs, At least with the board. But I think and the, the board and the directors absolutely. and the people and the supervisors... Yeah. They should know your stance, and I would say it needs to be active protesting of saying this is wrong, this right. is evil, we should not be doing this. Right. Um, and and depending on which way the wind's blowing, you might really need to seriously be thinking about finding a new place to work. Yeah. So so because, the way I the way I've kind of summarized it is, um, and, and just mechanically thinking about this without knowing all the details. One is you know like what you were saying, Toby. It's like if you see something, say something. You write a letter to the board. Talk to the doctor that's doing the surgery. Don't let this go. Right. Um, as a Christian, you you should say something. Right. And and of course that depends on your gifts, your abilities, who you are, sure. all, all that stuff, and and how you say it. Um, secondly, um, if 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 uh, if you can if you're ministering in the in helping with the um, uh, um, patient after surgery, then I think there's there's room for it, like what you're saying. Right. Um, and then lastly, depending on how egregious it is. Like what we were getting at was, you know, step away yeah, move. from the. I mean, again, same thing. You, you, you know, I mean, tons of people come into the hospital because they sinned. Yeah. Right? Brat boys. Drugs. Get drunk. Drugs, alcohol, yeah. um, whatever. My brother used to work there, and there's some of the weirdest stuff coming you And you take them and you love them where they are. Yeah. Um, and you, and you, and you, you minister healing to them. But I think at the same time, um, in ev- all these other areas, there's, you know, like there's all kinds of work being done to try to, like, you know, tell people don't drunk, don't, don't drive drunk. Don't do drugs. Yeah, don't yeah. do this stuff. It's, it's leading to this. And so the, the, I think we need to take the same approach and say, you know, stop um, doing this. Don't, don't harm yourself. Yeah. And I think we need to be vocal about that. And to the extent that if, if that's, if that's not going to be acceptable, if you're not going to be able to exert influence, we're going to talk to Dan Fisher in a little bit. And I was talking about this yeah. with, with um, our, our conversation with Dan, which is just that I do think that there has been for too long a quiet, passive approach in so many areas, yeah. and I think that one of the things we we don't know what might what we might kick up if we don't try in terms of resistance in ter- right. in terms of saying now there might be some places where you say hey I don't think we should be doing this out loud and there's just crickets yeah and you say that t- ten times and then everybody looks at you and they're like yeah maybe you should go somewhere else right and then you say okay yeah. and you, you move on but. I think there's actually quite a few more people in the crowd who are also thinking that, That's right. but are afraid to speak up. Yep. And if one person speaks up, if two people speak up, if their letters being written and people are saying we don't want this, um, that can change. That can turn the, the tide. Also, too, on the on the second half of the the issue of caring for someone who's had the sex change, if your conscience is really bothering you about this, this is not a problem. Oh yeah, you, you yeah. know what to do. Right. If your conscience is seriously bothered by this to the point that you it's you can't you know what to do. You know what to do. Don't sin against your conscience. Right. You know. Yeah. Now, just so you know, there is a way that you can do this and not feel like you're committing a sin <laughs> and helping, right? right? Right. But if your conscience is bothered by this, right. you know, and, that's important and, to know. And we are speaking as people who don't know exactly how exactly. these things work yep. in a hospital yeah. and yeah. um and I think we we need to be aware of that and I think that, you know, this is you know, I file the paperwork, you know, am I, right. am I participating in this? Do I not yeah. even touch the paperwork? Do I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works exactly. And I would, and I do think there's going to be a conscience judgment call somewhere. And they're probably in sure. terms of making that distinction between aiding and abetting evil, yeah. which we must not do. Right. And loving 
um, right. sinners in in the consequences of their sin and and their evil. Right. That distinction, that's the principle, but then you got to drill down and figure out what that is. And I know that there's going to be some hard calls in there. And every man should be convinced in his own mind, right. but don't sin against your conscience. Yeah. Anything that's not by faith is sin. Yeah. And um, and at the same time, again, think strategically. Where's your energy best used? Right. Right. Another another angle on this is as a patient, I don't want to use Gritman anymore. Yeah. Like I don't want, um, you know, if you're having a baby at Gritman and then on the second floor they're cutting off. Yeah. Part ba- parts. They're harming like someone. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah. like in, the same thing. Like you know, if I'm in Dallas, Texas, and they're at the hospital. I knew Texas was coming. I was, was going to come somewhere. up. I was going to say Chicago, but I was like, man, everybody kind of beats on Chicago. So. But, but he's actually going to say something critical. So yeah, critical. Where um, and I'm in the hospital, and and they're doing abortions on the second floor, and then doing births on the on the first floor. Yeah. There's not. A, a, and and let's say you get in a pickle pregnancy. Yeah. And, and what advice do you think they're going to give you? Yeah, their conscience has already right? been right. seared. Right, right. And so yeah. the same thing with Gritman. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to that hospital. I mean, like, yeah. you know, if I can help it. I'm figuring out alternative I'm not, I'm not going alternative to that ways. Absolutely. That's why I deliver my yeah. own babies. <laughs> Just saying. Just I, saying. Chocolate Knox delivered his uh, own uh, babies. Oh, Dr. Knox. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. I know what's going to happen. That's overshare. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's overshare. Hey, hey, we talking about it. My conscience is fine with that. Yours should be too. Anyway, uh, when we come back, the the good Reverend Dr. Pastor, hopefully Governor Dan Fisher joins us on Cross Politics. I like that guy. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. Somebody comes up to you and says, I don't believe in God. And what do we do? We give them evidence. Look at the complexity of the eye. Look at this paper fragment. Look at these rock layers. And you've studied your rock layers. You wipe the floor with them. What's he going to do? He's going to go home and Google rock layers. You want him to repent and put his trust in Jesus Christ, and he's Googling rock layers. Congratulations. The next day you run into a PhD in geology and he wipes the floor with you. You see, when you do apologetics wrong, you have to be an expert in geology, biology, astrophysics, nuclear chemistry, you name it. You have to be brilliant. The problem is, there's always someone smarter than you. In John 10, 27, Jesus did not say, my sheep hear your really good argument. He said, my sheep hear my voice. In Luke 21, 15, Jesus said, I will give you a mouth and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. The power of God for salvation is not in your brilliant arguments. As Romans 1.16 tells us, it's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Apologetics is easy. Read your Bible and do what it says. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. Wait for it. Ha! Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic, y'all. With us today, we've got. 
Dan Fisher. Woo! Yes. Woo! Oh, I'll, I'll save. I'll wait. Oh, hold, hold, hold on. on okay. Hold on. Hold on. I showed my hey, hand we, we too quick, didn't we I? We don't know his answers okay, yet. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Dan, grew up, Dan grew up in Arkansas. He uh, felt God's call to ministry at a very early age. By the time he was 23, he was already serving as a full-time pastor. Whoa. Whoa. 41 years after preaching his very first sermon, Dan continues to serve in the ministry as a senior pastor of Liberty Church in Yukon, Oklahoma. Hallelujah. He and his wife, Pam, have been married for 36 years, have two children and four grandchildren. Mm, glory. Now, All the fun and none of the responsibility. Now, Dan is... <laughs> Come on, you guys. I'll come to you. I'm, I'm, I'm try- Toby, Toby's trying I'm to finish. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, now, in, in 2012, while continuing to serve as full-time pastor and while continuing to present his Black Regiment message, we might have to ask him about that, Ooh. around the country, Dan successfully ran for the Oklahoma legislature where he served as a state representative for two terms, and, um, and he is now running for governor of Oklahoma, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Dan, it's great to have you on CrossPolitik. Hey, guys, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, I think we first became familiar with you um, following our live Governor's Roundtable show. Yeah, that's right. Um, we, uh, y- y- I think you maybe became somewhat familiar with this, but we, uh, we had two of the, there's actually three, but two of them, uh, two of the candidates for uh, the Republican nomination who are running for governor in Idaho. We did a, a live Roundtable show with them and pressed them particularly hard um, on um, state sovereignty issues and and really centered it on uh, abortion and um, I think we we got wind of you when uh, he was commenting I, I think, think, on I think the you live might show. have commented yeah, yeah. or something about right. what you would have said so um, talk to us about um, what you know about that and particularly your views on state sovereignty and the issue of abortion yeah sure well guys first of all I think it's very important to remember that the states created the federal government not the other way around Ooh. And when when they when they did create so when they did create the federal government they didn't even call it federal they called it central or general because it's about as federal as a federal express but what <laughs> what uh, what the founders intended was that the the central government would have certain limited powers and they're enumerated in Article One Section Eight of the U.S. Constitution but the founders also made it very very clear that most of the powers would be reserved to the states because they saw the states as sovereign so they're setting up a federal system where you have a general government that rules or governs in certain areas and then you have other governments such as state governments that are authoritative in different areas and that's how they saw it they saw the states as sovereign Right. So this this whole idea that Washington's in charge of everybody and one size fits all is completely foreign to our founders and framers. It's completely foreign to our original documents. And quite frankly, it, it doesn't work, as we all can see, because people in Oklahoma are very different from people, let's say, in Maryland or Massachusetts. So a one-size definition of marriage is obviously not going to work. We, we voted here in Oklahoma to define marriage in a biblical fashion, other states in other ways, and, and that's the way it ought to be. So that's, founder, that's how the founders saw it. So I'm running for governor to begin to reassert Oklahoma's sovereignty in the areas where State governments ought to be sovereign. Now, now, Dan, and Dan, you course, just you just gave kind of a bunch of historical arguments <laughs> that our modern public school system doesn't know about. No, no, they don't. They don't teach them. I, I'm not even sure that the teachers know it. 
<laughs> quite frankly, these things are not taught. You know, we, most people when they hear about the Federalist Papers, they say, "Well, I've never read that newspaper." They, they don't even know. <laughs> Out. <you> know, <laughs> Oops. They don't even know what those are, and of course, those were the founders, the framers, trying to explain what they meant when they penned the Constitution, trying to sell the Constitution to the states, trying to encourage ratification. So. Uh, you know, for instance, Federalist 45, Madison, who's the chief architect of the Constitution, says that, as you know, the powers delegated to the federal government are few and defined. The powers reserved to the states are numerous and indefinite. Now, we've, com- we've turned that completely upside oh, down wow. today. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And it's the exact opposite. That's right. so, so that's what I mean by state sovereignty. And, of course, as governor, I'm going to push our state to reassert its sovereignty. And, of course, that translates over into many things. So the whole question of abortion, I personally do not believe that the federal government or the Supreme Court had the authority to force the murder of unborn babies on the states to begin with. But secondly, it's immoral. So even if they did, I would still say we don't need to obey it. So I'm, I'm an abolitionist. I believe that abortion needs to end now. We're murdering babies. And so if elected governor... I'm going to do everything within my power to make Oklahoma an abortion-free state, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to take, of course, states understanding right. their own sovereignty and how we we are not bound by unconstitutional dealings, uh, decisions, or laws created in Washington D.C. So, so um, Dan, um. What are what are some practical steps that you have in mind for doing that? Um, you know, um, we say that. Um, what are some yeah. ideas you have? You say that I'm, rallies I'm, the troops. I'm going to do this. How, how sure. are you going to do it? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that has to happen, which is obviously the the first obvious thing, is you've got to have a chief executive that believes that to their core. Oh yeah. You can't have somebody that's squishy in the middle because if they do then they're always going to capitulate. They're always going to give in because the, the resistance is going to be stiff, especially from the media and the Beltway in D.C. So right. that, that's step one. And yep. we haven't had that in Oklahoma. And quite, quite, quite frankly, guys, that's one of the reasons I'm running. I, I'm very reluctant to do this. I'm kind of doing this kicking and screaming. Uh, I served a couple of terms in the legislature and was so sick and fed up with that that I walked away when I think I could have easily been reelected to a third term. But I'm doing it because I don't think anyone else is going to take that kind of a stand. But then beyond that, this this strong executive has got to lead. We've, we've got to set the course to turn the direction of this state. You know, I, I compare a state to kind of like a, a, you know, a carrier out in the ocean. You don't just turn that on a dime. You have yeah. to begin turning it before the ship actually starts to turn. So my plan would be to use the bully pulpit to re-educate the citizens of Oklahoma about abortion, to remind them that it is murder, that uh, the states are sovereign. We, you know, we, we, like as you just said a while ago, you jokingly said our schools don't teach that. They don't teach that. So we're going to have to reteach that. Then there are other things that we could do. We, we actually have laws in our books right now that would categorize abortion as murder. It doesn't say that, but that's that's where abortion would fall. Right. The problem is our state Supreme Court is so liberal, they'd probably just go in and strike the law down if if that's what I tried to use. But if it's still on the books, I'll definitely use it. 
Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, I think what's going to have to happen is the citizens of Oklahoma are going to have to more than likely amend our state constitution, call abortion what it is, and then demand that it be treated as what it is. Right, right. Now, um, how how is your campaign? Because it's almost like you come off as a one issue, which is a big issue, um, abortion, one sure. issue. Yeah, I mean, haven't campaign. you got the haven't, yeah, haven't you got the memo, Dan? Like, I'm sorry, I mean, Pastor Fisher. Um, <clears throughs> no, 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 Dan. Call me Dan. <laughs> I have my mama would smack me and knock all my teeth out my mouth yeah. if I called you Dan. So Call that's me not Dan. going. That's the best way to do it. So you're mama, okay. he, he made me. All right, um, Dan. Uh, haven't you got the memo? No one runs on anti-abortion policies anymore. That's something they put on their their website way at the bottom. I'm pro-life. They're pro-life. Yeah. Hashtag pro-life. You're so, you're so old school, Dan. Why would you do that? Yeah, because first of all, pro-life has, has come to mean, at least in political circles, absolutely nothing. Mm. Now, I don't know what it means to them personally, but I've watched them behind the closed doors, and they will actually kill any effort that would might lead to the end of abortion. So, so pro-life doesn't wow. mean anything on these these campaign slogans. Now, right. I can't judge every individual. Maybe to some of them it does. But see, I am not anti-abortion. I'm for the abolition of abortion. Mm. And there's a big difference, and I know you guys know that. So uh, that's, that's the one thing. But no, I, we're running on, on a number of things. We're using the abbreviation ASAP, A-S-A-P, yep to represent the four main things that I'm running on. As so, soon as possible? You know, a, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just well, kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're saying elect Dan Fisher ASAP. Yeah, yeah. But the first A is, is abolish abortion. The S is state sovereignty, because mm. we're not going to do the first one if we don't recognize the second. Of course, state sovereignty goes way beyond abolishing abortion. There are all kinds of ways in which the federal government has overreached and intruded into our states. Uh, they struck down over 30 state constitutions over the de- definition of marriage when those constitutions had been legally amended by the citizens of those states. Now, mm. what gives the yep, U.S. Supreme right. Court Even the California. authority to do that? And, and if they can do that, what, can, can they do it over other items that they don't like? And the answer, of course, would be yes, if we let them. So state sovereignty goes way beyond abolishing abortion, though I would argue that's one of the paramount things. But then the, the, the second A in ASAP for us stands for audit everything. We need to audit the government and find out where the waste is, where the, the duplication is, and where the corruption is. Shrink this government down. And then the P stands for proper government, as Jefferson defines it in the Declaration, which means get government doing what it's supposed to be doing and out of, even at the state level, what it's not supposed to be doing. So we're running on a number of items some of those are, are, you know, big and represent a number of, of sub-items. If you want to talk about those, certainly yeah. I'm Dan, more than willing to do so. Dan, it seems to me, um, like you, I'm a pastor, um, and at the heart of so much of this, of course, is, you know, a, a massive um, spiritual darkness in our land. Yes. Um, yes. How do we balance both um, political activism, uh, which I believe we are called to, um, with um, the call to to preach the gospel, to recognize that hearts have to be yeah. changed by the Holy Spirit. How do we how do yeah. we balance that? Um, and maybe specifically, you know, you're you're in the middle of this, trying to wear you know two hats. How how do you balance that? Yeah. Okay, well, man, that is a beautiful, wonderful question. Well, first of all, I, I think we all recognize that government, in the end, is not going to solve our problems. Amen. We all know that it's going to take God. 
It's going to take our living by God's Amen. principles yeah. and standards. At the same time, though, I think it's important to note that our civil society, if we're going to have one, sits on a three-leg stool. And those three legs are institutions that God created. They're taught in Scripture, and that would be the home, the state, and the church. They're all equally institutions of God, and we ought to flow in and out of all of them as believers rather than compartmentalizing our lives into the secular and the sacred like so many have done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm so, sorry. I so when say. we abandon any one of those, we, we abdicate those to those who are not believers. Come on, and so now. their principles are going to govern That's those right. rather than, than the principles of God. So, Dan, you sound like a Reformed Presbyterian, man. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you, I am convinced that when Christians run away from stuff, it goes dark, because Jesus says we're salt and light. So if, if you take the salt and light out, you've got decay and darkness. And we've got to remember, when Jesus was confronted with paying taxes, even though they were trying to trip him up, he did something very important. He said, render to Caesar what is Caesar's and, not or, and to God what is God. So I think we can do both. Now, you ask me how do I balance it. Well, I just have to keep the proper perspective that the kingdom of God is more important. The eternal destination of men and women is critical. We've got to keep that first and foremost in our lives. But those who make the rules that govern our lives on this planet are also important, and we have to bring biblical principles to bear on that as much as we do our homes and our churches. Oh, wow. You know what, Dan, you know, I'm listening to you and brother, you make me excited. I'm happy to hear this. At the same time, I look at this like a vast ocean and a small ship trying to <laughs> control this ocean. It seems very hopeless. And I'm just trying to figure out how much of this are you actually going to be able to accomplish if you were governor? What what, what are you going to be able to do for the state of Oklahoma if you're elected? Well, here's the thing. And again, that's that's a, a great question. Obviously, one guy can't fix anything, really, to be honest with you. And so one governor can't do this all. And this is why I'm out telling people, this is really not about me. I mean, yeah, we got to elect a governor, but this is not about me. This is about a movement. What, what I'm calling the citizens of Oklahoma to do, and quite frankly, guys, we are targeting the church. In Oklahoma, we have about 3.9 million citizens, and there are 1.3 million evangelicals in that 3.9, and that, of course, that doesn't Man. include Catholics and other faith groups that may not identify as right. evangelical. And what's, the, what's the total, what, and what's the total voting when you go to the polls to vote for governor? How many votes get a, get a governor in? Generally, a, a little less than a million, but in the primary, you're going to have about 260 to 280,000. Hmm. Right. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, it's terrible. But what I'm going to do is, well, I say I'm going to do, I, I'm, I'm asking God to use me and others to create a movement of the church. What I'm really doing in Oklahoma mm. here, my campaign is actually a crusade masquerading as a campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Because what I'm really doing is I'm asking the church in Oklahoma, do you even care anymore? Mm. Are you going to engage or are you just going to kind of throw in the towel, yes. retreat to your, your buildings and just kind of talk about how bad things are? rather than trying to be salt and light in the culture. And so I won't be able to do this without the church. And you're right, it's, it's huge. 
But, you know, this is not too big for God. I know you guys know that. I don't want that to be a cliche. You know, you mentioned the Black Regiment a while ago. The British called them that because they preached in their black robes every Sunday, the 18th century pastors. Now, I call them the Black Robed Regiment, so no one will misunderstand who I'm talking about. But those guys were outnumbered. They were outgunned in every way. Those preachers were were climbing an incredibly steep hill, but they all admitted, and I've documented in my book, that if, if God was with them, it didn't matter, and if God wasn't, it didn't matter. So mm. I just believe we're called to be obedient, and if I don't win, I don't win. I don't have political aspirations. I walked away from the legislature of my own accord. I'm not running so then I can get reelected. I'm doing this because I believe it's right. If You know, if I lose in the primary, I'm still going to have a life. I have a ministry. Yeah. I pastor a church. I do the Black Regiment story all over the country. So this is just one of the other ways in which it appears that God has called me to try to make a difference. And if the citizens say no, well, then I'll Judgment. plug it away in other <laughs> ways. Well, well let's, let's, talk, let's, finish, let's finish on that. Um, how's the okay. campaign going? Who? What other Republicans are running for nomination? Um, Why do we need know, to know kinda, that? Kinda do, we, do we even care at this? I'm sorry. No, no, we, no we don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we need to know how to yeah. win. <laughs> How's the campaign yeah. going? Yeah. Well, there are, there are six Republicans, including myself, that are running. I, I know them all, so I'm going to be. Try, I'm going to try to be very careful here that I don't sound overly judgmental or critical. Uh, some of these guys are pretty good guys, but they're the typical career politicians, basically, with some exceptions. They really represent pretty much the same old, same old, with a little tweaking. So I'm one of six, uh, which actually makes it easier for me in the primary. I have to have less votes to get into a runoff, so that's really good. That's right. The campaign itself is going very well. We've only been up and running solid for eight weeks, and we're doing incredibly well. Tulsa, The Tulsa world initially, back about six or seven weeks ago, said that I was the darkest of the dark horses. I'd never be able to raise money. The next day, they ran a straw poll that they said would be a one-day poll. I won it, so they extended it to three days, hoping I would lose. I won it then. <laughs> and so they killed it and did it two more times, and I won both of those. Whoa. So, now, of course, that's straw poll. That's not scientific, and I get yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, right, right. But I think what it says is we are far more viable, because I'm telling you guys, out there in the, the grassroots in these people's homes, Folks have had enough. In fact, yeah. one of the phrases we're using is enough already. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and people have had enough. And so <laughs> I'm trying to give a voice to those yeah. people. I, you know, and I, I think of, you know, just several things along those lines. You know, I mean, I've got significant concerns with Donald Trump, but nevertheless, I think he represents something about yeah. that same sentiment in our country. Um, same right. thing, you know, I mean, he, he didn't care what the media said. He has the backbone right. and and doesn't care. And people, um, <laughs> people want hope. People want to see somebody. That's exactly right. They want to see somebody with a backbone, with yeah. courage, and and Absolutely. courage engenders more courage. And no, um, you're exactly right. And I think I yeah. think then you know, what we just saw with uh, Judge Roy Moore. Yep. Um, yep. Sa- yep. Right. Same story. You know, all, all the money's poured into the other candidate, and and he comes out handily. Sure. Um, I we, think that gives we, us a lot of hope. No, you're right. You know, we've had people ask us, Dan, are you going to guys start doing polling? 
I said, why? I don't care what the people think. Right. Now, I care about what the people think. Don't misunderstand. Right. But I said, let's say that we did polling tomorrow, and it said, hey, that, that abolish abortion thing is not playing very well. You know what I'm going to do? The next day, I'm going to say it louder. Right. Because yeah. I believe yeah. these Amen. Amen. So the polling, I mean, really, seriously, right. the polling just, just doesn't matter to me. Right. And yeah. here's the thing. If, if I have to lose on the right principles, then I'll lose Come on, on the right now. principles. You know right. And I think it's that very thing, though, that gets people actually excited. I've been telling people that I think one of the reasons we have such poor um, voter turnout is because people are apathetic. Because the people that are running yeah. are the same old, same old. But when somebody stands up, and and is is tells the truth like it is and doesn't care um people sit up and take notice and say you know i think i might actually go vote this time and so yeah um dan um we really appreciate uh your time uh with us today thanks stay, stay on the line yeah stay on the line up. with us we want to talk to you for another minute here okay. but we're gonna we're gonna bring this into a uh, a close here um dan fisher running for governor in oklahoma oklahoma if you're in oklahoma you better get in touch with this guy. Absolutely. Um, and uh, if you're not, you need to find Dan Fisher in your state. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and, and get him elected. There yeah. you go. All right. Hey, hey. Thanks. More cross politics when we come back. Dan, hold on there. Woo. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore New intro music. I don't remember hearing that one. I've had it for a while. Every You've now and then. You've been holding back? Every now and then I'll play it. I like it. Yeah, that's okay. Good. Welcome back, y'all, to Cross Politic. <laughs> um, Dan Fisher. Um, man, I'm uh, I'm grateful for him. I'm, uh, we, yeah. need, we need more we need no, more men every state um, doing that, standing up. Yeah. Um, go check him out. Go pull up his website. Uh, donate if you're able to. Share if you can. Um, got some great videos on there. Um, yeah. Just explaining his, his stuff. Um, ASAP. ASAP, yeah, don't don't forget it. Um, Everything that I've seen or heard from him, I like. It's, yeah. it's I thought really, out. And, I yeah. really like, and you know what? And this is like a form of whistle politics. I don't know if it, no, if you're not in the circle, you won't know it. But he's saying stuff directly mm. to me in a secretive type of way. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like you know, the, our circle. If you're little, if you're a post mill guy, you know, post mill guy, and you. You love you some Jesus, and you're looking to see some dominion happen. He's talking my kind. Of, I know. I, yeah. I, let I me know. shut up. I don't want to give him yeah. no trouble. I don't want to give him no trouble. Yeah. I know. No. But that's why I don't know what denomination he is. I, I mean, assume he, he's Baptist. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why I assume. assume but, yeah. He's mainstream yeah. dispensational. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I'm he, joking. Yeah. I'm, check joking. Out <laughs> I'm trying to cover for him, guys. He's a, he's a reformed Presbyterian man. He's post mill. <laughs> no, he's not Presbyterian. He is no, definitely post mill because he's he's a little too happy, so he's probably Baptist. You know, he's been preaching for too long. Oh man. These older Presbyterian guys. 
they happy inside, but you never know it on the outside. Yeah, you know? yeah. He, he shows it on the outside, so yeah. I think he's a little Baptist. He got, he got Baptist. <laughs> that's great, man. You should ask him his kids baptized. That's, that's great. That's, I still like you, Dan, if you're Baptist. That's all right. You're still brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're three-quarter Christian. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I said that because we can't get nobody to go ahead and comment on the memos. Oh, yeah. So I gotta say something yeah, to make people say mad. Say something. <laughs> like, you know, like Baptist. Yeah, they give us a memo. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll get the yeah. Baptist. Like yeah, that. so maybe they'll they'll send some memos at crosspolitik.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. So what are we talking about this this segment, guys? Well, you, you guys uh, You gonna play something? I am. I wanna talk oh. well you guys oh. already hit oh, up. Oh, this the, is Knox's segment. No. Yeah. No, no. no this segment is brought to you by the Chocolate Doctor. Doctor The Doctor Reverend Chocolate Knox. I don't know where this is gonna go, but he delivers his own baby. <laughs> That's why he's a doctor. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to get some memos. We're going to get some memos about that. About give, delivery, give, home births, <laughs> Baptist. Let me, let me st- this will okay. be a nasty memo. I'm going to tell you guys a story real quick. Uh-oh. So we had our, our, our child at the hospital in Minneapolis, and they told my wife that she could have a water birth. My wife carries babies until 41 weeks. It's not, I mean, she just carries babies long. Yeah. And so when we got to the hospital, because she had carried, I think at this point it was like 40... 40 weeks and they were just like no we're not going to put you this it's you know it's trauma to the baby we don't know what could happen we're not going to put you in in the tub and so, so you can uh, do a water birth and she said excuse me yeah. you're gonna make me suffer here on this bed you know and they did and she did not like it Uh-oh. second time she got pregnant we're in georgia so you know less government oversight you would think um even though midwifery is illegal there <laughs> Uh-oh. In, Georgia? in Georgia? Wow. She gave me a manual and said, here, you're going to deliver our next child. Uh-oh. Now, it wasn't a conversation. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> like... Don't you know about headship? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Come on no. now. It Come didn't on. work like that. It was, it, just, it was one of them looks like, get familiar. Because <laughs> I ain't going to the hospital. It's not going to happen, Captain. Yep. And so Save I saw me. that look in her eyes that yep. was like, either we're going, you going to deliver the baby or I'm going to do it. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> so I saw that look and I started reading and, and I got read a lot, watched a lot of the videos. Thank you, YouTube. Boy, I got a college education Uh-oh. on YouTube. And, uh, <laughs> and home, we, home births on YouTube? Man. Oh, and so, people, people recording that put on they YouTube? Do. Oh, they do. Absolutely. Wow. And uh, I, I, I got a serious education in delivering children. Wow. And so I delivered pretty much all of our kids. And oh, so... And so I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and it's, you know what? Because of that, having it at home, there's something special that happens that makes the woman's body relax, muscles loosen, and she's able to be more comfortable in delivery. And uh, because we want to do it our way, uh, she she's not fighting with anybody. She's not getting poked and prodded the whole time. And so it's a lot easier for her. Sharon mastered it she just does very well so it's just the two of us and she I don't, does know, if we, I don't know if we can be friends anymore uh, yeah well hey. I don't know I mean it's been <laughs> nice but you know, this might be the end of cross so, politics this right is <laughs> this is it <laughs> but I didn't want to talk about childbirth y'all brought that I just, I'm just saying what I wanted to talk about is uh, you guys talked a lot about in the first segment My Soul Among Lions they're working on their third album right third installment of Psalms right mm-hmm. they were trying to do yep. the whole Psalms and laid out the scripture yep. and I want to make a point that I don't think uh, most people think about because music now christian music we just absorb it music is just something we absorb we listen to it and we don't give it much thought we take it in we don't understand how it forms and shapes us in our theological thinking and our life and our application and i just kind of want to play something okay lecrae came out with a new album um it called it's called all things work together sonically it sounds amazing 
there's a couple things going on there a little theologically later we'll probably talk about Lecrae leaving the evangelical white evangelicals leaving that segment well that's a whole nother conversation but I think that there's some theological things that we need to consider when listening to our music it's just a little dirt it's just a little stain trust me you're still worth it just going through the pain it's just a little tear, don't you worry, God is here. Don't be so hard on yourself, don't be so hard on your... Uh, uh, yeah, was that great? Was that good? Was that good? Y'all bothered about this in any way? Uh, yeah. This this album is getting like great accolades, everybody's liking it. It's, it's making the rounds, and, and this, is, this is just one among many songs, but this one I think is the most... It's the clearest above all of it. Pastor Toby, your face is, you got the stank face on oh, right now. Um, um, and it's not the good stank face. I don't know. I don't know, man. What, what's, he, what's he saying? It's just a little sin. Yeah. A little stain. A just little dirt. Just a little stain. And then later on in the song, he talks about what if I come home drunk? What if I come home high? What if I do, I, I what if I do marijuana? I don't, I, I don't even think we need to go that far. I think I think that just what he's saying right here. Right. It's yeah, just yeah. a little dirt. Well, it's, 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 it's reverse gospel. Keep going. Trust me, you're still worth it. Trust me, you're still worth it. Going through the pain. That's humanism. (laughs) (laughs) It's reverse gospel. It's taking it's taking the gospel and flipping it upside down when 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 the gospel's shared with us. It's just a little dirt. It's just a little stain. Yep. It's so little that I mean you I mean no one would probably have to die for that. What what makes the gospel so good? It's 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 how bad our sin is. Come on now. And and how great God's love is right. for us if, if you in only, sending his own son to die for it. It's not just a little stain. If you got a little sin, then you only got a little gospel. Right. You only need and, a, and a, you don't, you don't you need need a, a, a little you need a little pinprick, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little, put a little, little blood, wipe that clean. This, we have a table right here. And right. It's like somebody coming here and saying, you know what? You just got a little dirt on this table. Let me go ahead and wipe it off and clean it for you. When really, termites have, have eaten through the whole house and the building is collapsing. Right. You know, it's not a little sin. Right. It's not a little dirt, man. You are in desperate need right. of this some is, serious help. This is called, um, uh, what is it called? Healing wounds lightly. Come on. Yeah. Right? That's right. That's this, right. This is, this is what the, the prophets condemn Israel for doing mm. and all the other false prophets. Yeah. They heal the wound lightly. They say, peace, peace, when, when there, there is, is no peace. peace. That's right. Right? That's right. It's just a little cut. Yep. And they got cancer. That's right. Right? You got a little little, little bump on your head. But doc, I feel like I'm dying. It's just a little sin. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and it's like, I'll put a little bandaid on your tumor. It's just a little hurt. Put a bandaid on your tumor. Right, right. Don't worry, you're still worth it. No, right. you're not. Right. No, you're not. Yeah. That's that's what's so amazing about the gospel. Right. But, but here's also what that message does. Is it, it just allows you to do more, right? It's just, it's just a little it, bit. It's just a little bit, and then and then it's a little bit more, and then, oh, I'm, I'm a homosexual. It's just a little bit more, and then, oh, I want to be a transvestite. It's just a little bit more. Right. And it's okay. It's all it, it eventually right. is all acceptable. Right. Now, what are I they mean, trying I mean, to do? I mean, what if what if um you know Harry Weinstein? You know, it's just <laughs> just just it's, just it's just a little. Just a little sand. That's just the way I am. Yeah. Just, this is the way I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just I just like that. I just touch breast. <laughs> Breasts. <laughs> but see, so here's the question. Yes. Or, or or how about how about um you know um uh, what's his name Richard Spencer? Yeah. Is that his name? The white supremacist, the white nationalist, the white nationalist. White nationalist. Yeah, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. You know, just just a little. Well, racist. That, that's where I was going to go. It's Come just a little on. racism, Lecrae. Just, just a little racism. It's just yeah. it's just a little social constructs that are holding you back. Just a little bit. Just is, a little, is, just is a little white in? evangelicalism. It's just it's just yeah. a little bit. Come on yeah. now. 
Come on, it's just a little pain. You're worth <laughs> don't, it. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry. worry. It's worth it, Lecrae. It's worth right? it. You know, but we're not treating those situations no. uh-uh. like that. No, no. Now, it's look, a big deal. It's I a wanna, big deal. I want to acknowledge what are they trying to do. Now, let's think about what are they trying to do. They're, they're looking at someone who is going through a situation. Trying to be encouraged. And they want to encourage them to say, God can save you. Right. But that's not how the gospel works. No. The gospel works when people understand that they are broken, worthless, Right. shameful horrible romans 3 says that the law came so that every mouth would be shut and a whole world would become guilty before god right but it's just a little sin it's just a little sin don't you worry god is here don't be so hard on yourself don't be so hard on listen yourself. now you gonna have to explain to me how the lord love a little sinner like me i've been over stressing i've been second guessing i was on them sands for a second i was feeling so defeated i thought i was a leader hurt so many people all i see is teardrops when i try to go to sleep i heard you had a soft spot for the black sheep offer me forgiveness while i struggle to receive it now would you still love me if i took a home last night smoking and sipping on that patron last night uh uh-oh uh, he didn't say scotch, which is good. Uh, um, <laughs> right. So, because if you have a if if you have this anemic view of grace, come on, right? Yeah, you ask the, questions like that, the, right? <laughs> then you start asking questions yeah. like that, and you think, and you start sinning against grace. Yeah, right. Yeah. But what, what about this? What about this? Mm. Now, now, of course, there is a place, there is a way in which you preach grace robustly, and Paul's going to say, "Shall we sin so that grace may abound?" Right. May it never be. Absolutely not. Right. But that's not because he was going soft on sin. That's right. It was because he was going big on grace. Right. Because you need that kind of grace to cover that our kind of heinous kind of sin. That's right. And this is why. So I brought that up because I want to talk about right now, everybody's having the conversation on Lecrae. Um, and by the way, I like him as an artist. I think he's a very talented rapper. I think his production is great. I, I like Lecrae as musically. Um, but I've found uh, over the years, certain things about his doctrine in his music has become very soft and very... It's becoming worldly. Fru-fru, evangelical. Worldly. Just worldly. That's right. It's worldly. becoming very... Worldly. It. It's, it's worldly. We need Bottom some memos. Line. We need <laughs> some memos. It's worldly. Lecrae worldly. Baptist, okay. worldly. Uh, <laughs> At Chocolate Knox. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it really has. It's become very, very worldly. And so what happens is the further you get away from doing music based on scripture, this is what you're going to come with. Right? This is what you're going to sound like. You're going to appeal. Now, when you start singing psalms... Right, and you and you and how, how look? How are you going to mess up the word of God? Right. See how my foes increase. See them rising up against me. That's beautiful. They rob my soul of peace. Makes me want to harmonize with them. And say there is. When it's the word of God, right. you just can't mess that up. Right. You and, get it right every time. And, on the- and this is more encouraging. That's the thing to get. Well, right? God wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> just saying. Oh, I thought, 
um, that's my soul among lions, by that's, the way. Yeah, my soul among lions. Um, yeah. Psalm three, right? You are my shield. Um, but there are enemies. Notice that yeah. they're enemies. They're saying there's no hope for you. And they're little enemies, just no. a little enemy. Right. That's what Lecrae saying. <laughs> Lecrae saying it's just a little stain. Yeah. Right. right. But the Psalms say you got enemies. Yeah. Right. And and but where do we run? We run to God, our shield. You're my shield. You're my shield. Right. Um. That's when you when you when you stick with the word of God. When you name sin for what it is, and it's all its heinousness and all its horror, then you have to run to the real cross mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. The, you, you need you need real salvation um but i i, I you know part of me, i mean i know we we, we got to talk we got to talk more about this but like i i'm, I'm back on the selectiveness thing i, I want to keep talking about that it, yeah. it's one of the things that worldliness does though this is what pharisaism does worldliness is always just i think has to go become pharisaical mm. and what we do is so what do the pharisees do it's completely out of proportion right they tithe on their spice rack and they miscarried justice. They miscarry justice, right? Why? Because when you're not tied to the word of God, you don't have God's proportionality. You mm. Your standard isn't God and his word, which is is perfectly proportional, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so instead of that, you've got to make up your own proportions. Mm-hmm. So now racists, right? White supremacists, right? Are the... Um, they're the chief of sinners. Right. Right. That is the worst sin you can do. We got to have the bad guy. <laughs> right. Right. That's the scapegoat. Right. right? And, right. and then right below that, I don't know, maybe it's the same is, you know, the pedophiles, child molesters yep. Yep. and the, and the, um, and the Harry Weinsteins. Yeah. Um, and you know, but, but it's all out of whack. Right. Cause meanwhile, you know, you can have, um, you know, what about, um, what about black racists? They don't exist. Just so you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a sin. If they do exist, it's not a sin. It's not a sin. Yeah, right, they had right. a lot of racism played against them, right, so right. it's not a so sin. So it's justified, right? Yeah, yeah. What, what, you know, but <laughs> is there any hope in God for members of the KKK? Where's that song, Lecrae? Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. How about, how well, about, well, even, how about it's just a little KKK? Well, I mean, forget the people that are outside of the church. Why are you leaving brothers <laughs> mm. <laughs> who you're saying are oh, having man. this problem and you're refusing to engage them with the gospel? I know it's hard. Because they voted for Trump. I, I know. Look, guys, it's hard. But that's what that's why you have the Holy Ghost. Right. <laughs> that's what right. the spirit does. Now, David, straight up, straight up. Come on now. OK, he, he's leaving white evangelicals. Oh, man, you're going to do this with a minute and 40 seconds left in the he's show. Leaving white evangelicals. <laughs> oh, here we go. It, tell me. Yeah. Is this racist? Um, because because a, because a, you know, a bunch is, of them is are, are white nationalists because a bunch of them did vote for Trump for bad reasons. Is Lecrae being a racist? Yeah. Nah, Lecrae is being ignorant of the gospel. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Is there some mild racism in there? Um, I don't. I, you know what? There is probably, a, a, at, the, at the end of it, he's assuming that somehow being in an all-black environment is going to be better or easier than having to deal with yeah. a white environment where he doesn't feel, where this one thing is a glaring problem. As if black churches, black circles have less sin that I wouldn't want to leave that environment. Right. <laughs> so he right. is he is playing a racial issue here. I, right. I wouldn't say that he would lift up and say black people. I, I try and commit to a, a a pretty secure, solid definition of racism is considering somebody's skin color or, or national nationality to be more superior than others. I don't know if he's actually doing that, but he um he's assuming unconsciously or consciously. Yeah. I, I don't know. He's assuming that somehow in a black environment, in black churches, 
right. problems like that would be this big definitely don't exist. I mean, I, I'm just I'm just saying. So, like, I, I mean, it feels like um, I mean, I, it's, it seems like it's really close because because I, I I'm he's identifying a particular stance with my the color of my skin. What if what if I said I'm well, but, I'm leaving the black evangelical church? Would well, I be being racist? Uh, no, no, because but he's ultimately this is I mean this is oh man we're gotta go uh, uh, but, here, but there's a lot of things that I think he's trying to point to that says is inherently inside of white evangelicalism right and he's and, and at that, the very that's least not, at the very least he's saying um I don't like that hand or that foot or, or that might yeah and, and, and in the that's, body of Christ that's what body I want to get at he's, yes. re- he's rejecting parts yes. of the body of Christ right. rather than Paul says. No, lean right. in. Right, you That's, don't. You don't. The hand doesn't say he doesn't need the foot. Correct. Right. Correct. That, that foot might be limping. Yeah. The foot might have sores on it, but he says those those parts of the body that have. Are more shameful. We we bestow more honor on them. Yeah, that's right. You don't you don't lean out. You lean yeah. in. Yeah. The problem that happened with uh, widows not being able to get food, they didn't say, "Well, we done here. We out." Yeah. We ain't getting no food. Right. Mm-hmm. We well, out of this joint. Yeah. The Hellenists, right. the, the Greek women right. weren't like, "Oh, we're not welcome here." Yeah. You know. We know we know that the Jew the the Jewish widows are getting their food. Yeah, yeah they're getting their food. But, but then we're not getting our food because we're from Ephesus. Right. So so we out of this joint. Now, right. that's, that's, no. not, that's not how it works. No. Now but, also too it, but, on the but, other side of but that. But it doesn't mean there wasn't a problem. There wasn't exactly there right. wasn't a problem. They didn't get to leave and the leadership had to deal with the problem. Right. And yeah, right. the so, leadership right. didn't say, Let's make sure we get three Hellenist guys no. and three Jewish guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's and right. One Indian guy. That's right. Yeah, to right. fix the problem. No, no. Yeah. Man full of the Holy Spirit right. no, from right. among you. No, no right. token anybody. Not a woman. No. <laughs> They didn't say, hey, this is a woman's problem. Right, we need right. women. Let's get some women to fix the... P- no, right. no, 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 yeah. no, no, That's what the PCA does. The Holy Spirit. Oh. Ooh. PCA has a it's study committee on women, and they got to make sure they got a few token yeah, yeah, women yeah, yeah, on yeah. the study yeah, committee yeah, to yeah, tell yeah. us how to how to take care well, of them. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't oh, do a good man. enough job, so I know. we got to get some women it, in there. Oh, man. God messed up when he said that you only got to have men. Only got to have men in leadership. God messed up. He didn't know yeah. that they wouldn't be able to relate to the women. Yeah, and this is where I get into a lot of trouble because I said, you don't get a chance to leave. You just don't right. get a chance to leave, no. and especially if you're a leader, Lecrae, you should stay. You know, right? You should fight this. Yeah, there's a there's a way. If you want change, it doesn't happen from being yeah. sanctification. Doesn't happen right. from leaving your problems. Right. right. Sanctification happens right. from engaging but, it with the Holy Spirit. And, and don't Amen. don't miss Amen. The, That's don't great. miss the fact though that there are other pressures at work here. Oh, absolutely. Come on, yeah. come yeah. on. There's, there's, there's money pressure. Right. Yeah. There's friend pressure. Right. Where's the power? Right. The power is in is in the liberal lefty stuff that's right and there's soft versions of this where christians are trying to kiss up to it right they want to be you know in the world and a little bit of the world right yep that's right yeah yeah, yeah. so all that to say support people who are making psalms like my, like my song like my soul among lions yeah. support those guys yeah because we need more of this we need more saturation of the word of god in our heart soul mind you know what i mean yeah and so that we can live it out love our brothers be sanctified by our brothers because we're here in the scriptures and not a humanistic worldview being preached in music amen until next week love god with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast it's cross politics